Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the latest episode of the Tipping Point Podcast. I am Walker. I am the artist formerly known as Gatry, but you can call me Ronnie. Oh, you just gotta just be different today. Well, you dude. said you're Walker. You I am be, Walker. You don't be coming to Caesar Walker. Yeah, I know, but I'm cutting my name short because I'm gonna probably say some crazy stuff later on. <laughs> okay. Anyway, who was that we were listening to? Dude, that was a dear homie of mine who I've known since I've since I was four years old. Hmm. Goes by the name of Braille Beats. He's representing ATL. My guy. Shouts out to him. Um Great intro, by the way. Um, I still can't get him to listen to the podcast. but Really? Yeah, Does he listen to podcasts? No. Well, there you go. Okay. okay. Now, if he, yeah, I would feel a way if he does listen to podcasts and was like, nah. He thinks they're lame, but he hadn't heard us, so. There you go. Dude, we got, we got like three followers, dude. Like, <laughs> who's lame now, Braille? <laughs> <laughs> we gained the momentum. Right. <laughs> I don't even want to say how many we got, but hey, who cares, dude? I know, right? Gaining numbers. It's like you say, man. Like, I feel in my heart we're putting out good content. We can control that. We're yeah. going to control that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I do. Yeah. So what's good, man? How, how's your? How's your? Well, first off, thanks to everyone for listening. By the way, yes. Hope you having. Hope you had a good weekend and we'll have a great productive week. Uh, Gat, how are you, bud? Man, Walker, I'm on ten right now. Do tell. You're not going to understand why I'm on 10 either once I tell you. I'd never understand why you're on 10 the way that you are. But continue. So, so Walker, uh, after after about, I'd say about six weeks of concern and a lot of confusion, my employer, a former employer, and I mutually decided that Friday would be my last day at my company or the company where I was working. Okay, um <laughs> I knew you'd be confused. <laughs> so yeah, now nah, I'm so, confused. So why am I on tip? Wait a minute, wait a minute. So the 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 opportunity that you just last got. The marketing, yeah. Yes. Yeah. They decided that 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 Friday was your last Yeah, thing. yeah. So um my my boss who's the owner of the company. Uh well, let, let, let me just can I go back? I, I honestly don't know why I'm excited, but I am. I don't either, and neither do the listeners. <laughs> well, what you got to understand is, man, like, when I interviewed with this company, it was like they they kept saying, Ronnie, you've got that outward appearance and professional presence that we need to market our, you know, our um, our services to clients and prospective clients. Okay. We feel like you would do very well in front of clients. Um, we love the fact that you love to speak publicly and present. Mm-hmm. We need that. Okay. So I'm thinking, okay, let's go. Because the, the opportunity I was in at the time, I was trying to create opportunities to do to use my uh, soft skills more, and it just wasn't working out well. Gotcha. So um, time goes on. They offer me great. And um, one thing one thing I, I did before I took this opportunity was I made sure that all parties were clear mm-hmm. on what I was going to bring to the organization and the role that they wanted me in. Okay. All green lights, all boxes checked. All systems go. Right. So the first two months, Walker, I'm in my element, dude. I'm loving it. Like they're they're throwing me in front of prospective clients, trying to earn business. I'm being myself, you know, and I I thought given the time frame, I actually turned turned up turned some pretty good 
profit or or generate a business in a you know short short amount of time. Right. So, right. Um, but the thing the thing Walker was at the core of it, dude. I could not wait to get to work, and it was hard to get me out of the office. When, when you first start, oh when you my first goodness, started. Walker. Like, okay. I'm wildly extroverted. Right. And um, and I'm bragging on myself a little bit, but th- this is going to go into my point. Um, I'm wildly extrovert, extroverted. I love to present. I don't meet strangers and I feel like I build relationships effortlessly. Right. Uh-huh. Things that, things that they knew, things that I believe would bring. I mean, it was one of the things that attracted, you know, attracted them to you. Right. 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 So, um, here it is. I've arrived. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to retire from this place. The champ is here. Yeah. So, um, and got, got really good feedback from, not only people inside the organization, but prospective clients as well. Uh, fast forward to month three, I have a meeting with my former manager, and he informs me that everything's going to change. Um, your client meetings, I need to know how those are scheduled because I'll be going, not you. Right. So um, what we need you to focus on, Ronnie. This was when? This was month three. So somewhere in month three, because the first two months I, I remember – for the rest of my career because it was just and i'll be able to use that going forward because i I know exactly what i was using and leveraging to do that and that's that's kind of what i want to focus on my next opportunity um but yeah month three is like pump the brakes i'm i being the owner of the company i'm going to assume that role now we need you to work more administratively you haven't learned that part of it it's important to what you're going to do we'll circle back at some time in the future Okay, cool. I'm a team player. This is what you need me to do. I'm gonna do it. Um, so I did that for about a month, and um, I could tell things were changing with me. Like I was, you know, because I'm, I'm chained to my desk. I'm at the office, and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. looking at reports, and I'm just putting in meeting note after meeting note after meeting note, and it's just like, where, where do I, where's my extroversion outlet? This is not what you brought me here for. Right. So I have lunch with my boss, and I tell him exactly what I just said. And he says, well, Ronnie, um, we're, we're trying to make you all encompassing in this role. It's not 100% client-facing. There are some administrative tasks you have to learn. We have not done you a good service in providing you the runway to learn those administrative tasks. Can I pause you right here? You can. You can even stop me if you want. Uh, No. Um, <laughs> were you getting good feedback on when you were client facing? Absolutely. So it was, so Absolutely. it wasn't, you didn't get taken off because you right. were underperforming. Right. It was because what was pitched to you was they wanted you to learn the totality of what your responsibilities entail. Yeah. Which made sense because the other, the other people on my team were having to do administrative tasks as well. Gotcha. So, um, now honestly, it's something that I could take a week. And learn, mm-hmm. not a month for yeah four or five weeks. Right. So um, anyway, you know he reiterates that I'm like okay cool. Um, when do you think I'll be able to go back to client more client facing opportunities? Yeah, about that. Right. So gotcha. Ronnie, focus on focus on what we got you doing now. Stay in that zone. We'll circle back. And he said it again. And I'm thinking okay, I don't like that answer, but it's boss man. I understand how this works. I'm gonna do it. Um, so the interesting part about what happens after this is I kind of feel like, cause, cause my clients are still, they're still texting me. They're still calling me. They're still emailing me. They're still wanting to meet. Sure. But you know, you're having to forward them to. Right. Yeah. Right. 
So um, I it, it's starting to it's starting to hit me that, dude, I, I think I'm pretty good at this. Like, my the the people the people I'm servicing or serving seem to be reacting well to to my you know to my uh, performance. I guess. Yeah. I like I've got this. Yeah. So I, I go through this whole um, what what they call it. Sometimes you got to encourage yourself. Is that the song? Sure. So I got through this self encouragement period of time. It was about three days, and I'm like, no, I I am Ronnie. I am Beast. Like this is this is what I'm here to do. Yeah. I do this natural. I do this when it's not even uh, professional. Like this is just who I am. So I build up all this steam, and I go back to him, and I'm like, I I hate I I hate to step on any toes. I respect you know how you're trying to develop me, but this is the capacity of which I need to be serving while I'm here, meaning yeah, client facing. And I, and I told him, I said, I want to be fair. I understand that it's not hundred percent of my job, but I feel like for the past X amount of weeks, I've been doing 0% client facing. And that's an issue with me. Asked him, well, how, you know, how long again? Because if, if I'm strictly administrative, if that's going to be hundred percent of what I'm doing, which has been the case for the past X amount of weeks. I'm not going to be able to give you the best version of Ronnie. That's going to be the best benefit for the company. He did not like that. So he, he challenged me to be a team player and uh, to volunteer more, you know, for opportunities inside the office. And uh, to he, he challenged me to spend more time in my weak areas to build them up instead of focusing purely on my strength. Well, that was, abs- that was what I was going to ask if there was a – to help you understand the bigger picture in terms of what he feels you're lacking and need to work on as opposed to, cause we know what your strengths are. What is when you feel like, in other words, what can get me back to being customer facing? That That's probably the way I should have approached it. Okay. I did not. I, and, I, and I realized when things started to really get tense, I realized that there were definitely better ways I could approach the situation. Mm-hmm. And to, to my fault, I let my emotions get the best of me. I was I was still professional about it, but I didn't I didn't want to just sit there and exist. Right. I wanted to go after again what we agreed upon initially. Yeah. I wanted to essentially hold them yeah. to a word that we. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I right? get it. You know, if if you if you say if you say Gat, um, you're gonna you're gonna sell me a, a pair of your Jordan Elevens. For $120. And I say, okay, that's exactly what I'm going to sell you. We have an agreement. And I bring you Jordan 8s. And I say, give me $400. You're going to WTF me, right? Mm-hmm. So it's. I feel like that's a terrible analogy. But it's just like, this is this is what we agreed to. There was a point to where that agreement went south. I really need to know why that went south. I'm not saying that I'm not a team player. But if a performance review is in order, let's do that. You know, and if you could please be candid with me about, but that's how, not what you said, though, right? This is this is this is what I said probably about three, three weeks ago ish. Okay. Time is time is leaving me, um, but I was again, and I fast forward because we got to get through this. Um, but I was reassured that it was not performance based. It was just again, hmm. this is the full scope of your opportunity here. Gotcha. You got to learn it. Gotcha. So um, did you? I did, and I I, I kind of got bored with it because it's data entry, yeah. and I, it was to a point to where 
I was I was essentially dictating notes from client meetings that he was having with the clients that he brought me in to service. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking I'm taking those notes, putting it into our CRM under these accounts. You know, putting what date it was, and you know, putting next steps, and still coordinating with the teams of people that we had centered these campaigns around. Mm-hmm. But I'm not involved in the <laughs> in the mm-hmm. human act- interaction part that I need. Yeah. So um, anyway, on on Wednesday, he and I had a really really rough conversation about you know my future with the company, and you know I reassured him like I'm here for the long haul. Um, and I, I'm gonna as I as I've displayed the past X amount of months, I'm gonna be a team player, but at the same time, you're gonna you're gonna need to understand what my needs are as well. Okay. And I, I'm not sure if that's the best approach for an employee, <laughs> but again, I keep going back to to the um, initial part of this agreement. This Ronnie, this is why we're bringing you here. When what you brought me here for no longer exists, I'm going to ask questions, right? And I attribute it somewhat to my maturation professionally because I believe four years ago I would have accepted it and sat on my hands, right? And said, okay, I'll do this. Mm -hmm. And does does an employer essentially want that from their employees? Probably. Um, But my thing is switching shoes with him, I believe that I would lease give my employee an explanation other than this is what encompasses your role. Right. I think that was pretty shallow. Well, I think there's a better way. And that's why I asked why was it, was it a performance issue for him to completely take you off of them as opposed to maybe reducing the number of clients you're dealing with and then focus on the admin process with those clients you've met. Right. You know what I mean? That's a better reasonable, right? That's a better way to, to approach it. And, and, and I, and I, I get it. If you were brought in to do a certain thing and you're no longer able to do it, you are going to ask questions. Right. And, you know, and and I guess it, it can be tricky. You know, it could just be tricky if, if that person isn't used to dealing with, pushback mm. if that person isn't you know what i mean you just you kind of have to kind of tread lightly and and get your point across without being insubordinate i would think yeah. and i was just i think i was just raw yeah i polished it professionally of course because mm-hmm. i wasn't as real with them as i wanted to be sure but as far as like getting my point across i think i was pretty direct there okay but i wasn't hostile or anything like i'm talking to him like i'm talking to you now even considering how emotional i can be at times i even had to channel that so Friday, Friday comes. Yeah. And was the end of the day? Yeah, it was, it was around four o'clock. Yeah. That's about one day. <laughs> uh, so he calls you into his office. He comes into my office okay. or my, my former office. <laughs> and I, I have a feeling that key doesn't work anymore. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. yeah so he basically, yeah, he, he sits down and he, he tells me, um, how much he's appreciated all the work I've done. So, yeah, that, that's when I start to realize, okay, here's the end. Um, and then he says, uh, well, Ronnie, I, I, I sincerely wish you the best. Um, our HR lady is going to come in as soon as I leave, and we're, we're going to process the paperwork. So they were gracious. I mean, they're paying me to the end of the year. So it's it's really hard to complain, really. But I'm, I'm at a peace with it, Walker, because I felt like this, is, this, is, this had been brewing for a while. Yeah. And there was a lot of passive aggression, if you will, 
that kind of took place between himself and myself. And um, because everything wasn't really getting out. Hmm. So I felt like now, especially after Wednesday, um, we we knew where each other was, were, was. And um, we were able to come to an agreement that I think is mutually beneficial. So I, I hate I hate having to be on the job market again, but um, I have to I have to pat myself on the back in that I didn't I didn't really leave anything on the table. Yeah, because um, some of the regret I had to deal with uh, when I was laid off from the company you and I uh, once worked at. Uh, was I felt like I left a lot on the table. I felt like I could have could have fought a lot more to show that, you know, I'm committed to this organization. You think so? I, I, I wholeheartedly believe so. I, I, I think I just accepted it and was just like, okay. okay. Instead of, hold on, like, <laughs> I want to be here. here. Here's my history. Here's why I feel like I'm a good fit here. I understand times aren't the best right now. Mm-hmm. How about... X, Y, and Z is options. You know, I, I felt like that, that was one thing it took me a while to forgive myself for, but I felt like that's something I could have said. Yeah. So, okay. Anyway. So no, no regrets here. <laughs> and I'm going to spell it correctly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean by that? Do you see the, see the picture with the tattoo where they spell no regrets? Yeah. 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 Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. So, uh, dude, Walker, it's so crazy. Cause, um, I came home and told my wife, and like, I just felt this, this peace or this, you know, this relief, man. You so, know, because I had been going into work with this tension, right. And, and dealing with this passive aggressive culture. And yeah. I'm just like, can y'all just be real with me and tell me that I suck? <laughs> if I do indeed suck. Yeah. I mean, I think you had, you had alluded sometimes you had made a mistake and, and he kind of got on to you. Yeah, was a lot of that had to, was coming from that or stemming from that? Yeah. It, it, some of it did because a lot of the mistakes I was making were on some of these menial tasks that he had me doing that was centered around administrative functions. Right. And it was just like, and there were, there was some frustration cause I'm like, I feel like you're setting me up for failure when all you have to do is go tell me to go out there and get some more business and I'll go out there and get it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Did you talk to anybody else on the job about how long they, um, how they did, you know what I mean? No. And, and Walker. Or you didn't that, feel like that was, you could. Yeah. One thing, one thing that, that I'm challenging myself with professionally is to, to do less of that. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like sometimes I can bite you in the butt, you know? So um, I was still cordial with my coworkers. Um, I was still loving, friendly, and Ronnie. But when it came to matter, when it came to professional matters at the organization, it's, it's not like I shared with anyone else. If I had anything, oh, I go sure. straight to my boss. Sure, right? Yeah. yeah. So and that that was out of respect to him, really. Okay. So I so mean, I, if, I don't think if, I don't think if, I think I think a lot of people there knew I was struggling, but I, I had some people pulling the side and pull me to the side and comment like Ronnie, like. We saw we saw where you struggled here, but the reality is we pulled you out of you know something totally different. Like we're expecting you to struggle. Like, mm-hmm. but one one um one repeated uh, comment I got from a lot of people on our creative team was, Ronnie, you threw yourself out there, and like if things if there are things you didn't understand, you asked questions, and you tried. You know, you weren't afraid to fail. Yeah. So, 
they appreciate it. And that. I guess when I say reach out, like you can reach out and someone will tell you, oh yeah, man, I did admin work for like X amount of months or whatever. Oh, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, so oh, it's oh. not like confiding in someone. It's I like, see what you mean. hey, you know, how was your process of learning the totality of your responsibilities? And you know, was it was it piecemeal? Like you know what I mean? Just to right. get a gauge as to the overall, because you just may not know the culture. And how they and his approach to uh, getting people acclimated to the to the every day to day processes, right? You know what I mean. Yeah. And it just it just may feel like he's picking on you, but if you have a point of reference with other people, just just may be the rite of passage to being able to do those things. You I just never know, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. Did you talk to someone about how they got? Um, not not in that level of detail. Yeah, no. and that, that, that's what I would that's what I would have asked, but. Uh, that's neither here nor there okay. at this point. <laughs> right. um, I'm well, telling you, when I fix my time machine, I'm going to do that. Listen, uh, <laughs> if you have a time machine, don't worry about going back to your job. Um, no, but okay. That that was an interesting intro. Did you, um, did you see that coming? Listen, usually when you ask people how they're doing, they usually respond with fine. Yeah. You didn't do that. I'm done with that, Walker. You're done with that? Walker, and, that, and that's, <laughs> that, that's why I'm so thankful for this podcast, dude. Because it's just like, I can be myself, man. You know? And that transcends over to real life. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, and I think I'm just approaching a point in my life to where, like... Dude, you're Tommy from Martin. You know that? I ain't got a... Yeah. <laughs> Man, <laughs> well played. Sir. Hey, you know, but so where do you where does where does Gatry go from here? So this is the most time. This is the most you've ever referred to yourself in your first name. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I? Oh yeah, you did it a lot. Okay, that's okay. Um, so interesting enough, and this is just if y'all forgive me, man. It's Sunday. I'm a spiritual guy. But um, I think this is a testament of the Lord's mercy, man. Uh, I had I had a lady that I used to work out with years mm-hmm. ago randomly reach out to me and ask me to go to lunch. Well, it turns out uh, she wanted to talk about a potential opportunity brewing next year, 2019. Okay. Um, I'm not going to get into the particulars of it, but uh, if it is if it is halfway of what she described. I think I'll be just fine. And um, again, it, it would the the other blessing in it is I was at a point of turmoil where I was currently at the time when we met for lunch. So I was able to ask some really pointed questions mm-hmm. as to if this opportunity were to mature, how how I would be positioned to leverage my soft skills or my strengths. Right. Right. So I was able to give her everything, like. Here's here's what I can bring. Here's what I want to bring. If I'm presented with opportunities to do X, Y, and Z, you will you will channel a level of motivation to me that's unseen. Okay. Right. And I yeah. put it to her exactly like that, and her, her eyes lit up. She loved it because it it seems to be a good fit for what she needs. Okay. Um. So again, uh, I I don't know when that's going to materialize, but please believe that I did send her a follow up text on Saturday. <laughs> About that conversation. Yeah, asking her if she wanted to uh, recap over lunch again. So okay. um, she quickly re- responded back. We set up a lunch time. So we'll see. Good, good. But um, other than that, um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna use 
a lot of the skills that I wanted to use in this past opportunity as mm-hmm. far as like selling. And I'm just going to pick up the phone and just start calling people and just marketing myself. I'm not afraid to do that anymore. So Good. Good. So you did Does learn. Does your company some... have any opening? <laughs> <laughs> we did in the past, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> Man, well, good, just, good luck. It's just I've got it. I've got an energy walker. It's just like it's so weird, man. Well, you know that's it's good because most people wouldn't have that energy you have. So I, I can tell that you don't have regrets and that you did learn some things from Absolutely. from your last stop. Well, okay, awesome. Well, that's I was not expecting that. <laughs> yes, listeners you got to hear this walker is like unpredictable extremely difficult to impress so oh come on i am dude. basking in this moment right now come on dude <laughs> are you serious <laughs> are you serious yes dude what do you mean i'm difficult to impress walker come on man you've seen me coming here with like now my fashion's terrible but you've seen me coming here with like heat it may not have been put together the right way but you see me coming here with heat i wish y'all could see his reaction right now and then you look at my heat you're like yeah <laughs> like, these are these are 72 and 10 jordan 11s man like you're not you're not about to start on these like these this is fire like i'm walking on flames right now okay not this moment <laughs> i'm scattered up at the moment no 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 Next time you walk in with some with your Concord Elevens, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go ape on you and just lose it. Thank you. That's, all right. That's all I want, Walker. Uh, some people need affirmation, <laughs> right? More than others, right? So I'm going to make a. I'm going to make a concerted effort to let you know. Hey, Gat, from head to ankle, meh. But look at those Elevens. OMG. I need you to be beating your chest. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Give me something. Q Bay and J and yes. just, just start going ape on them. Oh okay. I see I see what we I see what you needed. I think we've had a breakthrough. I, I believe so. This is therapeutic, Walker. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um so Dude, you got issues. I know that I do. This this is this is an avenue to help me deal with these issues. So <laughs> Thank you, Walker. Thanks to the listeners for putting up with this week in and week out. His name is Tommy. Yes. From now on, at least until I find another job. Are you still, I'm still going to call you Tommy. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, I've never seen where you worked since you left my job. <laughs> <laughs> he broke another Touché. plug for years. <laughs> I'm going to try to make a point to set up some of that just for comic relief. Go for it, man. um, Dude, (laughs) so can I I tell you something that happened yesterday? Hey. I feel like this is all about me, Walker. Hey, man. Have you heard of Yellow Beezy? Yes. It's on me, baby. I actually kind of like that song. You're my hustler. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the hook, it, the hook. I mean, that, it really, that's all you need in hip hop these days. Did you? Did you if you got that? a fire hook, it, it works. Did you hear about his story? Did he get shot? Yes, dude, like six times. No. No, this happened recently, right? Yes. I heard it like happened weeks okay. ago. Was he on the Breakfast Club? He was. That's why I heard. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Wow. 
Shout out to Yellow Beezy. Can we? I never knew what's so crazy is. You made the connection, and I remember hearing about Yellow Beezy, and that's where I heard the song. Hold they on, played. Did the you clip. say Yellow Beezy? That yeah, guy does not yellow. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Who are you? <laughs> and a, an adult. <laughs> anyway, um. <laughs> anyway, um. I remember when they announced he had got shot yeah. and they had played a song of his. I was like, that's kind of catchy. And uh, so when they, ha- I saw when they had him on the breakfast club, I didn't put two and two together. That's who it was. Gotcha. So that was him. I remember when it was released this past week, you're way better off than I am because I had no idea who this guy was before the breakfast club. Interview. Ah. And um, I had to go back and listen to the song, listen to his feature song. I guess. Catchy song. It is very catchy. But um, I kind of feel like that's me right now on this podcast. But I think you're here for that, so it's all good. It's okay. Um, so yesterday, Walker. Yesterday was Saturday. Um, I was at Brian Denny Stadium for most of the day. Okay. Right? Do you know what happens at Brian Denny Stadium? I have no earthly idea. Okay. You, and you know, I thought about this on the drive home. I, I was like, man, it'd be pretty cool if like I can go to an Auburn game with Walker, mm-hmm. and you come to a Bama game with me. Okay. I just think it'd be cool. Okay, sure. I don't know if it'll happen. I just think it'll be cool. I think it'd be cool if my hair started growing back. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't happening, bro. Um, nah. So, um, for so, an Iron Bowl? No, 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 no. Just, just a regular. Just a random, so we're not too emotionally involved because, like, it could get ugly, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm wearing all black if I go to go to the Bama game. You really mean that, don't you? I was supposed to wear Alabama gear. No, no, I'm not asking you to wear all black. It's rather morbid. What should I wear? I mean, you have to wear all black. Yeah, I mean, I'm going... Okay. <laughs> I know you're right. I, he, y'all see how he does me? He's like really just <laughs> dragged me through that. And I'm just like taking the bed. <laughs> what do you mean? It's Ironically enough, I'm wearing all black right now. Um, oh, boy. Walker, no, I, I went to see Bama... Uh, beat Mississippi State yesterday. This is the first game I've attended this season, which is not like me. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. But it was good to be back. Back at the BDS, as I call it. Um, we're we're going to talk about something else that happened at the game, you know, later on during this recording. But, um, no, man, it, it was cool. Uh, the The environment was pretty was electric. Was it cold? It was, it was freezing cold, dude. Did you have on your polo? Huh? Did you have on a polo? You don't wear layers, as you tried to, you know... Convince me. This is another trap question. Why do you do this to me? You just had on a button down. <laughs> if you must know, Walker. I, I tried to... styling Gatry one time, and I suggested a sweater, and he looked at me like I told him to put on the uh, what's the what's the what's the item of clothing they came out with last year? The little onesie for men, but it was for women. The jumper. Yes. <laughs> the the romp him. Is what I what they called it the romp. He you, I, you looked at me like I suggested that you put on a romper. These are facts, Walker. So what did you wear to layer yourself? I wore since you get hot so easily. I wore an undershirt and I did wear a two button polo shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but but I wore I wore a thick jacket. Okay. To keep me protected from the elements. Good for you. And. I went with the polo and jacket because... Was it a long sleeve polo? No, it was a short sleeve. <laughs> but my theory was, 
if I end up getting too warm, I could always come about the jacket and cool off real quick. Okay. I didn't come about the jacket yesterday. It was freezing cold. It's pretty cold yesterday. Yeah. So anyway, um, no, it was good to be back in the building, see the tide roll. You know, um, we didn't play our best, but um, oh god, will you stop doing that? Will you stop doing that? You mind? Are you done? Are you done? No, I was talking. Did you? You asked me if I mind. The score was Alabama 24, Mississippi State 0. Right. No one has scored on you guys in two weeks. At any rate. Do you have anything anything, anything else? I did, but you just you just took that away. Thanks, Yellow, be- yellow Beezy. It's yellow. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, it was good, man. Um... That was that was pretty. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I promise you, I'm gonna hand it over, dude. And, and again, that this 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 uh, this me me explaining Brian Denny Stadium a minute ago is gonna mean way much more in a few minutes when we get into something else. But um, let me tell you about my boy. Okay. <laughs> my oldest son. Okay. Um. <laughs> so his father son trip. No, 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 no. I went. I went with a friend of mine. Okay. Uh, oddly enough, uh, my oldest son who whom I went to at least five Bama games with last year, has no interest in going to another Alabama football game. So, anyway, uh, he did not accompany me this trip. Yeah. Huh. He's grounded for at least until the college playoff. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so uh, Thursday, I um, my, my son goes to a private school, so I was dropping him off in carpool. And um, I happened to see his teacher like as as I'm leaving the carpool line and uh, she gets my attention and she's like, I've got to ask you something because I, I don't understand something that Noah's doing. I can't, I just said my son's name. It's all good. Um, I don't understand something he's doing. And I, and, you know, I, I put the truck in park. Like, you know, if, if it's an issue in school, we need it. We're going to handle it right now. And she's like, no, 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 I got to do this, 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 and this. What's a good time to call you? I said, whenever you pick up your phone, like I don't play around with my son when it comes to school. And if you need something that's, that involves him making the classroom environment better. I'm here for that. We're going to do that. So she's like, okay, well, I'll just call you at nine something. So whatever. So she calls and um, she says, Ronnie, I have an interesting situation. I said, okay. She said, you know, this is a Catholic, uh, Catholic school. So we go to mass. Um, one term that's mentioned pretty often, usually in mass and sometimes in class or in religion class is Jesus Christ. And I said, okay, yeah, I, what's the deal? She said, does, does Noah understand Jesus Christ? And I was like, well, as, as much as a five-year-old can, I think. I mean, it's something we talk about at home. You know, we pray in our devotion time. And so um, she's like, okay, well, he, he seems to be, he seems to find it funny when Jesus Christ's name is mentioned. So I'm, dude, I'm turning up like, uh-oh, this dude's about to get every inch of this smoke. You know, like... <laughs> Because that's something I want to play around about. And so I'm like, can you can you elaborate? And she says, okay, Ronnie, this is where I'm kind of struggling. I don't know how to say this. So I'm just going to say it. Dude, I'm going to try to say this without laughing. She says, every time the term Jesus Christ is mentioned, Noah says, that's what I like. That's what I like. <laughs> So, so, dude, dude, I literally had 
this so was you laughed in her face. You I laughed. The, I started laughing and I put the photo of you so I could get the rest of the laughter out. And she's like, uh, Ronnie, Ronnie. And so I'm like, I, had, I was like, give me, give me a second. And she was like, and she starts to chuckle too. She's like, did I miss something? And I was like, oh goodness. <laughs> Your son was in mass talking about checks over stripes. Nice. He, he told me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he says the checks over stripes part or she just forgot to say that. But uh, I once I compose myself and come back to the phone, that is I'm like, so okay. Funny. So I, I explained it to her fully. I was like, bro, you sicko. are Andre Johnson. I am. You are Andre Johnson. I'm, I'm blackish. Dude. You are blackish. <laughs> when Jack got on the talent show and was, oh my gosh, dude, dude you are. You just so, had that moment. And so she, so I explained to her, I was like, you know, hey, it's a Travis Scott guy, sicko mode. And, the, you know, the list goes on. And I'm like, this is a lyric in the song that we listened to. And she was like, excuse me? And I was like, oh, well, she said, oh, well, if, if it's a Christian song, you should. Because <laughs> she, she said, Jesus Christ, that's what I like. And I'm like, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> so um, I, I I let her know no this this is not a song fit for church or anything and I'm sure she questioned my parenthood but um, I I got to thinking how old about, is this teacher by the way um she's she's around our age she she's not forty so she's she's in between she's got me between thirty five and forty okay so That's clearly she doesn't listen to rap music oh um, yeah so it Walker I was so conflicted because like half of me is like yeah but the other half of me is like. He has no idea that there's a time and place for this, you know, like, right, so, right, um, right. anyway, I, I, I didn't go in on him, but, uh, it, it did lead me to think like the cultural impact that I'm essentially like handing down to my son. Cause, um, while we do, we do listen to the clean version of it, of course, um, you know, we we turn up in the carpool line. Like I'm not gonna lie to you. Like we're bouncing at everything. Like no, that's that's, it's something, that's cool. Yeah, it's something he yeah. loves, and we get we get side eyes for it. But I don't care. Like that that's our time. No, no, um, that's that's uh, no, that's dope. <laughs> thanks, man. And uh, I'm just like, geez, like my son doesn't even realize it, but he's he's bringing like urban influence into this environment, and it's impacted him to a degree to where he's comfortable saying that mm-hmm. and tells, shows me how many times we listen to that song too. But I can imagine. Yeah. But I'm thinking like, what do I do? Um, I think because he's so innocent, he doesn't have a filter. Right. 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 And, and, and it's, it's, you 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 want him to remain as innocent as possible, while at the same time allowing him to know that hey, here's the significance about Jesus Christ. Right, right. right? And I think that it's it's important, even when y'all have fun, it's important to know that there are words that, like my my wife my wife tells a funny story how she was watching TV. And, you know, you can't control what they say at a given moment, right? right and correct. so she went in the kitchen and repeated the word to her mom. And her mom burst out laughing. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Because yeah. she knew we haven't taught her the word or right. whatever. So she got it off of whatever. And so that's just how 
kids are. And I think what's important to them is to, is to know that, hey, this is where Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. We were always, that's an important word. It's an important word. And we always, we always want to reverence that word or whatever. And so you don't want to send false messages with a song like that. Right. Knowing that they're just going to go out there and just no filter, right? And just use it. And it could be offensive to some people. So just know that, hey, when we're in the car, that's you, that's something you and me, me and you do. That's our time, right? When you're in mass and they say, they're not talking about the song, <laughs> right? It's something much more significant. Yeah, more sacred. Yeah. More, yeah. yeah. And so if you can get that to him so he can compartmentalize what you and I do, that's what we do in the car. Right. You know what I mean? However way you can get that through to him. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That's what I would suggest. But that is pretty doggone funny. Bro. Okay. So, listeners, I'm two for two right now. Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. All right. Walker, enough about me, man. Do you feel affirmed? Not yet. Not yet? I need three hours of just me talking to feel somewhat affirmed. Okay. <laughs> Goodness. This is not the time for that, though. That's what we're going to name this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I like. <laughs> so what else you got, man? What's going um, on? Dude, you want to recap this election thing since I'm... No, but, but I feel like we have to. And, and Walker, I, I'm going to do something here because I'm going to just go ahead and give you your props. About? About voting influence. Okay. Okay, so, and, and I'm going to get to that, but I'm just going to recap for the listeners. I'm sure they know, but um, <laughs> here in Alabama, uh, Walt Maddox got snatched out the frame. For governor, he was a he was a Democratic candidate. He got snatched out of the frame. It wasn't even close. Oh, of course. Yeah, well, you, you know, I just thought with, with KIV being being a female and her sexuality not being confirmed, I just I didn't I didn't know. But in my mind, I was like, this could you know, uh, Walt could leverage that to get more votes. But dude, there's something about this state that is not going to change in my lifetime, and it's the fact that this state is freaking red. As the soul of my Jordan Elevens, uh, <laughs> gosh, how you managed to bring those two together? That's a that's the spe- you are talented. Let's continue, go. continue. Breads, by the way. Um, no, <laughs> I didn't know you were talking about the breads. But oh, but the, so the 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 margin of victory there, I was shocked by number one. Um, but again, I had to remind myself where where I was physically located. But um, in in pointing to three other states, uh, Georgia, Florida and Texas, respectively, um, you Maryland. Mm-hmm. Maryland, too. Maryland. Good point. Um, you've got uh, you've got Stacey Abrams in Georgia, who, as of the time of this recording, um, still hasn't conceded what she shouldn't, um, considering how close that is. <clears throat> But then you've got um, our homie, Andrew Gillum, who who conceded and you correct me if I'm wrong in this because I've been following this closely, who conceded election night. But then as the votes were still tallying up, realized that he was in close enough margin to have a recount. And is looking as far as, as it was as early as yesterday morning is looking like a recount 
is a possibility. Right. Which I'm mad at this dude for conceding, but I think he was giving wrong information is what he alluded okay. to. Okay. Yeah. So so we've we've got two races that are And he's unconceded. I don't think that's the so correct word. That, and that's what I was gonna ask right. you. Has he has he like he revoked has. that concession? He has. Okay. He has. Um as so, of yesterday. So it that that kind of makes me feel good. Um but then you got the whole Beto situation in Texas, who, who was another another dude I was kind of pulling for. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of celebrity support. Um, his platform was amazing, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he he definitely lost, and I think that was close as well. Did you hear his Did you hear his uh, concession speech? No. Where he dropped the f bomb? Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, it was it was it was uh it was artfully crafted, as I like to say. Um, but no, it it made me think of you, Walker. And I'm thinking like, it made me think of you and it made me think of another one of my homeboys who who he and I got into it because he takes a doom and gloom approach to the results of these elections. Mm-hmm. And I challenged him to be more positive. And so he, he counter trolled me and, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and presented positives um, in a trolling fashion with uh, just bleeding and sarcasm. But it, it, it caused me to step take a step back and think. Well, goodness, where are, where are the positives in this, really? So, again, the total viewpoint of this, Walker, is I still think voting is important, but a lot of the steam that I saw around this midterm elections was just is exactly how you illustrated. Go vote. Go vote. Go vote. But nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. Nothing more about educating yourself on the candidates. Nothing, nothing about, you know, mobilizing your community you know where where you live to to generate a need or a direction, mm-hmm. and to position a candidate to fulfill those needs, right? right. Nothing like that. Right. I th- I think I think there's value in what you said. I think there's a lot of value, and I felt it as I read the results of this election. And I'm like, people were just going and voting, but there are a lot of people who are voting absent-minded. Absolutely. And I think that can work to a detriment in some situations. So. I give you your props on that because it made sense when when I sat and really thought about it, um, in, in terms of this midterm election. Mm-hmm. You, you you got some on your mind and your mic's on. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I've said, I mean, we've said a lot. We've said a lot over over the past few weeks leading up into the midterm elections. Um. I don't know if I really have more to really say. Okay. Okay. I'll be honest with you. I don't, I've said, I've said a lot. I don't want to continue to sound like a broken record, but congratulations. (laughs) You you said it again last week, actually. (laughs) Yeah, I know it. (laughs) Um, congratulations, Florida. You didn't monkey it up. Mm. Like Ron DeSantis. Hope Mm. you wouldn't. Uh, Georgia. I, I wasn't sure. I think, I think, if I'm Stacy, I don't concede because there's a possible chance that you can end up having a runoff. Yes, get every ballot. You know what I mean. Get every I, ballot. I, I think in the case of uh, Andrew Gillum, I would say, I mean, it's good that you're that you're going to you know potentially have a recount. I think the only race it really impacts is the Senate race in Florida. Okay. Um, I don't know if Andrew Gillum is going to make grounds to to turn that situation between him and Ron DeSantis, but I think the Senate race was another race in Florida that everyone was watching. Yes. 
and they're saying that the recount could actually have a bigger impact there. Um, so, yeah, all eyes are on Florida if if they do enter into a recount to see how that shapes up the Senate race. But gotcha. you know, if if you're if you're rolling with the Democrats, they took the House. Yeah. So no, I was going to mention that. That's something there. So right. you you know you have the Republicans controlling the Senate and Democrats controlling the House. So. Outside of that, uh, you know, if if your candidate won, congratulations. Um, you know, that's that's all I have to say about that. Okay. Um, want to talk about want to talk about your boy Trump? Hey, we're President Trump. Yeah, yeah, and then and then um, Don Cartagena. Yeah, Teflon Don. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I'll tell you about I'll tell you about Brian Denny. Is that, I think this is the moment that'll, for it. That'll work. Okay. That'll work. So why does why does he still have press conferences? Like I don't get that. Like if you if you don't want to be asked certain questions. Oh, I know where you're going. Why even have right. a press conference? Yeah, that's a rhetorical question, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. It is. It really is. <laughs> I could tell you didn't want me to go in there. So No, you can. I mean, you know, if you want to, but it's, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna really go in. It's it's just, it's a it's a theatrical production right now for him. You know, it's just you know, we talk about these people that post stuff to get clickbait. He's the easy verbal version of that. In case you've missed it, uh President Trump had a had a press conference the day after the midterm elections. So on a Wednesday, he met with reporters in the White House and um, a reporter from CNN, Jim Acosta, mm. actually questioned Trump um, on a few things. And I think one of the biggest questions he asked him, uh, I think, had to do... I what the question was but basically Trump just he just him they just went after it you know they went after it and he basically just called him said he was rude uh am I missing anything there yet no I mean he he they tried to take and and he kept trying to move on and Acosta had a few questions for him um and basically Trump was like you know you're (laughs) You do a terrible job. Like, I don't even know why CNN still just, you know, just, just lambasting people or whatever. Uh, but what really bothered me was you had three black, uh, you, I think you had two black, uh, women were black women who were reporters in that room also asked questions. Um, I can't think of the other lady's name It's escaping me right now, but she's, is it April? Let's take it to Google. Google April Ryan. I think that may have been one of her names. So, uh, he basically just yelled at her to tell her to sit down. And for me, I felt a way about that. Yeah, April Ryan. April Ryan? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I'm, and, but, and then one lady asked him that he considered himself a nationalist. Yes. And then that's when he was like, that's just a racist question. da 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 you know what I mean? Like you're didn't answer. you're just didn't answer the question. No, but he says he loves our country. That's what he says, right? right. Yeah. Um, 
But he went on to it like he he got mad because they asked him tough questions, but then he went on to attack the people. So I'm, I'm wondering, why does Trump even have these? If you don't like the questions, if you don't like being in a press conference, that means someone's going to ask you a question about your administration, the things you've said, uh, the decisions you've, you've made. They're going to ask you tough questions that's going to force you to have to think on the, on the spot, right? Right, right. So if you don't like doing that, then why have them? Mm. That's what your press secretary is for. Just put her up there to answer questions if you don't want to handle them. Right? Very good point. Yeah. I almost forgot he had one of those. But anyway, uh, yeah. So it, it was just weird. It was just very weird to see him up there like that. Yeah. And he looked very erratic, too. I didn't know if you had thoughts on that. Yeah, it's just... No, I mean, not really. You, you said you said everything. I mean, like, dude, answer the questions. Yeah, you know, at least for the the citizens, you know, like. And I feel, I just feel like, okay, you don't have to like the questions. You don't have to what? I mean, maybe you don't have an answer. I mean, that could be another thing. But right. for you to revoke that guy's pass uh, into the White House. Because he was asking you questions or you you just don't care for him. It really speaks to how much how much of a dictator you can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how you're just willing to attack the press because they challenge you or because they ask you challenging, thought provoking questions. You know, you may not have to agree with their approach. You may not have to but but for you to demand so much respect and give out so little uh, it's, it's just, it's just disappointing. It's yeah. just, it just, it's disappointing to see it in leadership that high up. Right, right. Um, and arguably the highest leadership position. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's whatever. I don't want to spend too much time on that. Um, I do want to send my condolences to those, uh, in California. Um, again, mm-hmm. it almost seems like we're doing this every, seems like every week or if not every other week, dude, like, there was a, a California was a mass shooting at a California bar. Um, I think twelve were dead. Yeah, last last I read it was twelve. Okay. Uh, twelve were dead. The person who uh, I think he was in the armed forces. Yes. Um, was he suffering? I'm I'm assuming he was suffering from from PTSD. Correct. Do you, um, do you know the whole backstory? Do you would you care to give it? Absolutely. Go for it. Apparently, this um, this guy had a lazy eye when he was younger. Mm. And this is just from reports. And I've read this from several different outlets. So I'm just going to go ahead and produce it. Um, he had a lazy eye and he was joked on about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of the, a lot of the kids that joked him about it happened to attend that bar on that country music night, the night that he went in and shot it up. So um, that was, that's, I guess the motive behind it, they say, and he had left some some social media breadcrumbs about how he felt about it leading up to the shooting. So, of course, his family is gone and taken down his Instagram accounts and his Facebook account. So, but of course, once his internet is never gone. So, sure. I, I I don't know if this will ever see trial or not. I don't know who you try in this situation. But um, if if there ever need to need to be a motive uh, declared, I mean that's that's one avenue there. So. And I, I don't want you to think that I'm I'm not saying PTSD is a real issue. 
Um, I do think P- PTSD coupled with this whole bullying retaliation thing is a, is a big deal. Um, and I, and, and it's unfortunate that 12 lives were lost. Well, is, is 12 including him or 13 including him? I don't know. It's uh, any, any loss of life is highly unfortunate. Um, but it's kind of like you say, Walker, man, as a society, we just got to do better. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I take it back to, to our youth and I, I got cracked on a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and I think uh, everybody did. Yeah. But it's just like. I never wanted to go shoot anybody. And, and and I'll be honest, I can remember a time on the bus. Uh, I was in elementary school, can't remember what grade. There's a dude just cracking on me like crazy. And we, I mean, we fought. <laughs> yeah. But like. It was over. It was over. We were cool the next day. Right. He never cracked on me again. He, <laughs> whoop, he whooped me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's almost like a respect thing. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to let you sit here and just, yeah. yeah. That's funny. He whooped me too. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I lost, but <laughs> but my point is, you stand up for. I'm just kidding. Right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's just, it just seems like, and this makes me feel for, fearful for my kids. But the generation we're dealing with now, I'm just like, I'm just gonna end you. Yeah. Gosh, man. Yeah. And 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 it's mostly everyone who, everyone who participates in these like who does these things is it's a surprise yeah it's a surprise and my whole thing is i'm i i feel like we need to get we need to get past the point because we've seen at at my age i've seen just about almost everything Mm -hmm. there is to see in life right right i used to think that there were some things that would never happen in my lifetime that has happened at least twice You know what I mean? Like, I would never think of the day to where someone would go into a church or a place of worship or a place where people go to commune with God and execute them. You know what I mean? Like, I've never... So, now that we're getting past all of these... Now that we're checking the box of things that you would never never think would happen, once we start seeing things in people that are troubling. We need to get these people help. Now we've done, I've seen the media and I've seen a lot of people do a great job of not demonizing this individual. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to be that compassionate, let's be compassionate on the front end and get these people the help that they need before it, it gets to this point. That's all I'm saying, because I'm pretty sure this person with the right help could go on and be, I believe everyone has a purpose. I believe right. everyone has something that they've been put on earth to do. That's going to leave a lasting impact on people. Sure. And so when we understand that and we see that people are struggling in certain areas for the sake of, for the sake of everyone else and just, just mankind get these people to help so that, cause there's something that I bring to the table that you can benefit from. Mm. But if I'm not, if I'm not in the, if I'm not in the right state of mind, it's going to be difficult for me to deliver that to you or anyone else. Sure. sure. So for the sake of other people, let's help give people the help. That's, that's one of my biggest, not to spend time on this guy, but that was my thing with Kanye. Like Kanye, get yourself together so that you can be an asset in whatever way that you feel you can be used. Right. Right. 
Because you have you have an abundance of influence. Abundance of influence, and you have. I mean, you we've seen your genius at work. Anything right. you put your mind to, you've been able to do to a certain point in life, right? right? So my thing is for flashing people, lights comes to mind immediately. Hey, we're not gonna spend time on okay. Right yet. But my whole thing is that with people, like when you see people having issues and and they're struggling in areas, let's not just. And I know they loved ones close to them. I'm not saying that they didn't. But my thing is, this should serve as a wake-up call to not let things come to this point mm-hmm. when it comes to those. If we, we love these people like we say we do, let's give it our best shot to give people the help that they need because other people's lives could depend upon it. Gotcha. So, that's all, man. Okay. You got anything else, man? Um, you, you touched on something that I wanted to go in on. I'm going to put it out here. And if we don't need to go in, we don't have to. What's but you talked about how the uh, the media is being intentional about not demonizing this guy. Sure. Um, you know, I got to, you know, I like to assess the optics a lot. Right. Do you know where I'm going, Walker? Um, I think so. But you can go ahead. I'm not can stopping, I? I'm not stopping you. Okay. Can I collect 200 bucks as well? Pass gotcha. Do not pass go. Um, I it, it it really and and I hate it because like big picture is there are lives lost, but like why can't the energy be the same on both sides of the proverbial racial fence, yeah. right? Um, is is black men you and I walk walk around at a disadvantage? We are ready. Um. We already assumed that most of the times we're up to no good. And, um, you know, essentially people are waiting for us to, to screw up and then, you know, punish us accordingly for that. Right. Um, whereas you have countless acts of uh, domestic terrorism, as I like to call them, at the hands of people that don't look like us physically. And there's a there's a sense of endearment for the individual and I, I just don't I, it's so hard for me to to grasp that and to digest that walker and it just yeah it pains me to even generate the thoughts but I'm just kind of like like this, this Dylan Roof guy right who's that um I may have butchered his name but he's no, like, you said it right but yeah. I was being sarcastic when I said who was <laughs> okay that. okay it's just like this dude went. To, this dude went to Burger King. They took this dude to Burger King, man. Fed this man. Yeah, it's why I, it's it's. We can't even walk down the street with Skittles. Here's the thing, it's why I I. We see each other as heels. Right. I'm a black man. You're a black man. Sure. <laughs> I, do, I do not like you anymore. <laughs> well played though <laughs> um no no but seriously i'm a black man you're a black man i relate to you yeah right for no it can stop there but i relate to you for no other reason than we share the same skin tone right right we have melanin. That's why when I see someone looks like me in a place where there's not a lot of me, 
I'm immediately we're giving each other the head nod. Man. Hey, <clears throat> good to see you, buddy. Absolutely. I don't have to ever see you another day in your life, but I'm thankful to see you, you good? right now. I'm good. We good. Absolutely. You know right? who we are. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, I re, we relate to each other on a way that I may not relate to someone who doesn't share my same experience. Right. 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 What can happen is that I think. Oftentimes, we, if we're not careful, we can dehumanize people who don't share the same experience that we do. Absolutely. And I think what's why it's so critical about our neighborhoods and having people who look like us in law enforcement is that when I look at someone walking down the middle of the street like Mike Brown, I don't see an endangerment to society. I don't see him. It's, it's almost like you're in the wild. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The jungle and I see a lion. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to be trigger happy because I don't know what this lion is going to do. I can't right. relate to a lion. Right? right. I feel like oftentimes that's how they see us mm-hmm. as people in the wild. And does he, does he have a gun? Sudden movements. Is he going to kill me? Right. It's almost like that. But when they're in their neighborhoods and they see their own there's all this compassion because now I see this person could be my son. Right. This person could be, you know, my neighbor's kids or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think because of that is because they don't relate to us. They don't get us. So whatever stereotypes that are floating out there, if we appear to be a threat, we appear to be this. And I think media plays a big part in that because they, again, they, they try to the reinforce torch. and feed narratives right. that may or may not be true. And I think if I'm ignorant of that, in other words, if I'm not a black person and I'm not familiar with the black experience, I will think, well, that's how they are. Right. Right. And I think in this case, it it goes to show how we are perceived differently than other races, whether it, you know, and again, I agree with you. It's not fair. It's not right because we're just as much as human as you are. We, we love, we, we're responsible. We we do all the things that you do. We just have a different experience. And, and it's I, I I look at look at situations like me being at the game yesterday. Okay, this is why I love sports. But for those however many hours, two or three hours in Brian Denny Stadium, even if you're not for Alabama, even if you're the other team, your commonality is on the field, right? You came to watch football. Right. right, and for those X amount of hours, man, most of us at least can get along. Mm. But man, soon, as soon as we walk out of that stadium, it's back to you know what back I'm saying. Life. Yeah, yeah, and then that's why I like sports. It's giving us an escape and things like that. And but my <laughs> thing is, get I mean, that's temporary. You might as well just get high. You know what I mean? Yeah. You might as well just get high. That's a really good point. Yeah. So at some point you come back down, whatever issues that you escaped are still facing you. So I, you know, I'm not trying to talk down or compare sports to drug usage, but at the same time, what I'm trying (laughs) to say is, (laughs) but at the same time, I'm just trying to say that if that's what we're using sports for to escape, then basically you're just, you're procrastinating from dealing with the real ish in your life. Mm. Like, when are you going to get back to it? Because they're not going to be playing that game forever. Right. They're going to go home just like you got to go home. Exactly. And then what are you going to do next? So, I, you know, 
And was that the analogy that you? Which no, you, no. What, what happened? We, in, we can still we can still go there. Um, there was a there was a lady sitting behind us um, that she was complaining about the weather, how cold it was, mm-hmm. and um, she made a comment. She says, "Well, when I left when I left my home in Florida this morning, it was seventy five degrees." Wow. Right. So I mean, quite a shift, right? Um, so I mean, pretty pretty innocent comment, right? Oh, this lady's from Florida. She's freezing her tail off. Who cares, right? But this this gentleman sitting a few seats over from us turned back and he said, "Florida, huh? Y'all got a governor?" And this lady says, "Nope, but I know one of them who's not gonna win." <laughs> Excuse me, I know one of them that ain't gonna win. <laughs> the other guy says. I think I get your, I think I get your, dr- or I get your drift or something of that nature. Like insert uh country translation here, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So my wheels are turning, you know, a little bit. And I'm like, okay, I know what's going on here, but you know, whatever. Dang, that should have been the, the day I went to the gang with you. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been on somebody's YouTube feed. I would have um, been like, uh. Who y'all talking about? <laughs> Governor. So uh, a few seconds go by and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of mentally dismissing it. And so uh, this guy t- during a TV timeout, he decides to strike the conversation up again. And he says, he's, is he in front of you? He's on the same row of, uh, as us. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. So he says, he's standing up and he says, huh? Come to think of it, Georgia ain't got no governor either. (laughs) And the lady says, yeah, they do. And it ain't a woman. (laughs) So, and this, this contradicts everything I just said about sports being escaped. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that time when I made this comment about, yeah. Remember like two minutes ago when I said about sports? Uh, Yeah, let, let me retract that. It was like, really? We're gonna, we're gonna, we're really gonna go here, like at the game. And and Walker, I'll, I'll be honest, like in our section, like section of seats where we are, I'm one of four black people. Mm. <laughs> so they know what they're saying, right? Absolutely. Now, do they care how you, I feel about you it? You better not say nothing. Right. Right. And so, um, man, the, the guy I went with, who happens to be a Caucasian male, good friend of mine, um, he, get, he, he, gets, he gets the drift. And so he leans over to me and he says, Ronnie, I'm sorry, man. He said, on behalf of, on behalf of white people, I am sorry. He, he says this to me. Now, now this, this friend of mine, obviously, um, extreme, extremely liberal, um, so, uh, oh, that is hilarious. It, it, it gets, it gets better. You're the spokesperson for white people. Yeah. In that moment, I guess. So, um, it gets That's better. Funny. Yeah. Go and ahead. and it was, sorry. it was good because I, I don't know if I was giving off tension, but it was like, this is weird. And they're, they're intentionally talking loud so the people around them can hear. Then you're right. They knew what they were doing. Right. In, in other words. Um, so <laughs> He he go he goes to the restroom and he comes back and he says, Ronnie, I gotta tell you something, man. I said, Okay. He said, dude, walking back to our seats, 
I just kind of took everything in and I said, good Lord, look at all these white people. And he said, I, in that moment, thought how, how could Ronnie feel racially right now? You know? And, uh, I was like, dude, I was like, we don't, we don't need to talk about this or the game. I was like, man, we're having a good time. Like what what's, what was said about, you know, the governors in those States, we can just let it go. Like, let, let's enjoy this game right now. He's like, no, Ronnie, I got I got to say this. And he's just like, I don't know if I've ever taken the time to think about how someone like you could feel in this type of environment. It takes you, it takes you watching a person go through the experience. Yeah. Sometimes for it to click. Right. Not only that, but you're a friend. Yes. So now it hits home. Right. But this this is a friend that I don't I don't even talk race issues with. Oh sure. We're just, we're we, we love Alabama football. We love um organizational dynamics is what we talk about most of the time. Mm-hmm. And um we we just we, we work out together. We're just I mean we're just friends. Like I've never come to him and said, you know, this is what it's like being a black man in America. Like we just, that's not our dialogue. So for him to come forward and say that in that environment really meant a lot to me. So do you think y'all could be honest with each other? We we were on the way home. Okay. So um, to me, that's what like, okay, I was at the barbershop. Okay. Yesterday. Mm -hmm. And a place I can no longer patronize for myself. (laughs) <laughs> right. There's a drum. <laughs> um, I was at the barbershop and um I actually went to a different barbershop this time and the guy cutting my hair I went to high school with. Okay. And he was saying he's got a, a white guy that he's friends with that he's cool with. And he was like I usually have white friend white people that I would call associates. Hmm. And that, and what he means by that is, when I have friends, we talk about, we can talk about anything. There's really nothing off limits, right? So when I call him my white friend, that means I can sit and I can ask him questions about things like about white people. He can ask me questions about things about like we can have conversation and we ain't got to bump heads. Right. We're just talking it through. He was like, that's why I call him my friend because we're open and honest. Sure. Right. So if people aren't that way with me, if they just only want to talk about one type of like I put them in the associates category because okay. I think once we get into some real stuff, I don't think it's going to go well. Right. Right. And so that's why I, I brought him up to say that I think that's dope that y'all had that conversation on the way home because I think I, I know people oftentimes people just don't live it. So they don't. It's easy for them to kind of overlook what black people go through in the same way that you and I can overlook what women go through. Yes. Right. Yes. Because we don't experience it from, from the, the, that set of lenses. Right. Right. So I just think it's dope that y'all was able to have that conversation. Thanks man. About it. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a solid guy, man. And of course our friendship evolved a lot, um, over the course, you know, of the game and after the game last night. So, and I, I, I just, I can't help but think on a larger scale, like, what if we had more of this? Yeah. I would have told him, I was like, dude, you do not have to apologize on the behalf of the white right, race. Like, because that's not, not up white, to you. Not all, like, those two people right there, no shame. Yeah. They had no shame. So you don't have to apologize for them. You don't need an apology. Right. But what I do wish you, I want you to understand the, the gravity and the magnitude of how 
an insensitive comment like that can be. Right. right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, anyway. But yeah, that, that, that was it. Well, we about, uh, we about to get to the segments. Yeah, man, let's get let's get to our segments and get out of here, bro. Okay. Um You want to go first with my shout out? Yeah, you or oh, you said you going first or me? Do you want to go first? It don't matter. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm not used to being disrespectful. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> Never been better. <laughs> what do you mean? So, Respe- I'm always respectful, Tommy. <laughs> man down. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I I told Walker um, I I, I uh, spend way too much time on LinkedIn, um, and I found a shout out on. Oh, LinkedIn. you did find them? Yeah, I found one on LinkedIn earlier this week, and I told him I was gonna try to find it again because I didn't make a note of it the time I found it, but I just I just found it. Um, so here it is. Did I say play of the week or shout out? Um, shout out. Shout out. Okay, cool, cool. So um, my shout out. Um, highlights a young woman by the name of Nancy Abu Banzra. Hmm. Have you heard of her? No. Okay. She uh, is a 26-year-old black female, and for the next four to six years, she'll be attending med school at Johns Hopkins University. Hmm. So what's unique about this is um, she's the first black woman to be admitted into the neurosurgery residency program at Johns Hopkins. Wow. Uh, This this program's been around for 30 years. She's uh, breaking barriers. Uh, Did I mention she was 26? You did mention Which is a little young for people who enter this program. So uh, she's clearly well-educated and uh, up for the task. And on on behalf of the tipping point, we wish her the best. And um, I'll I'll be watching this one because... uh, (laughs) I like the article and uh, the the uh, the outlet that produced the article, so I'll be looking forward to to revisiting this in the next four or six years when you're finishing this program and making good things happen. So, uh, Nancy, we salute you uh, from the tipping point. Salute, salute. That's dope. My shout out. Uh, <laughs> this is a bad brother right here. Um, <clears throat> are you familiar with a guy named Isaac Wright Jr.? No. This is a bad dude. He is a lawyer, black man. Okay. And in 1991, he was wrongfully tried and convicted as a drug kingpin. In 1991, he was in New Jersey. He was uh, convicted oh in New Jersey goodness. and was sentenced to life in prison. Right? Right. He wasn't the guy. While spending over seven years in prison... Isaac Wright taught himself law. Come on, dude. He taught himself law, right? Okay. He learned the law, and actually, he became, in September 27th of last year, he became the only person in U.S. history to be condemned to life in prison, secure his own release and exoneration, and then be granted license to practice law. By the very same court that condemned him. It's a black brother. Not only did this guy learn the law, but he learned, like, the information he learned, he was able to defend himself and expose the corruption of the courts, the police unit, and everyone who had him convict. The prosecutor, he exposed all their corruption. Yes. Yes. 
to the point to where I think they're trying to produce a TV uh, show about his life. And I think 50 Cent is trying to produce it. Do you hear that? What's that? The ratings going up and the show hasn't even been produced yet. Dude, I whenever I hear about this, I'm there. This like is, this, this is, is an inc- dope. Isaac Wright is not only a shout out, he's black history. He's black excellence. He's black inspiration, man. He is a superhero, as far as I'm concerned. This is a bad brother. And that he got nice. a ponytail. What? Listen. This guy <laughs> Well, I'm jealous. <laughs> Um, but no, this, this dude is, yeah, man, he got rid of his, he was able to get a strike from his record. Uh, he got rid of his life sentence. Of course, it's just amazing. Like the, this, this information goes on and on what I'm reading about him, but Cole brother, wow, Cole brother, but that's my shout out. Dang. Yeah. I read about him. I was like, people need to know about this guy. So yeah, that's my shout out. It's so, it's so crazy how stuff like this gets buried in some and all the babbage that yeah is easily consumable from the media absolutely. Yeah, who, absolutely who wants to talk about good stuff anymore right i know and i think that it's it's an indictment on us as people because yeah. we like to consume junk oh come on so yeah it, it's it's yeah it's unfortunate but true so wow. speaking of unfortunate uh, Come people on. and things, Let's get into these players. <laughs> player of the week is also what we give to people who played themselves within the past week. Who is your player of the week? Do you I, have one? I do not have one. You do not have one. I was honestly trying to find one, and I, my my uh, attempts are futile. Okay, uh, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it short um, here, um, just because again, this goes back into. Um, the midterm elections. Uh, let's see here. Are you familiar with a guy named Dennis Hoff? That name sounds very familiar. I'm sure it does. So, Dennis Hoff owns a brothel in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also he's a he's an entrepreneur, of course, obviously. But he is a, he was a star of an HBO series called Cat House that I guess, in a sense, from a reality TV standpoint, kind of showed how the brothel worked okay. or one of the brothels that he had. I heard and, about this. This okay. is good. This yeah. is good. Um, he passed. Um, actually, no, 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 no. Let's build it up. We got to build this up. We got to build this up. Hoff wrote an autobiography, The Art of the Pimp. So, you know, he's, he, he owns it, right? right? No shame there. He is a politician. And I think that, let's see here. What was he running from? He was running for, oh yeah, he was running for the 30s, I think Nevada's Assembly's 36th District. Yeah. Um, he passed <laughs> weeks before the midterm elections, right. October 16th. I'm not laughing at his death, I'm just, just the, the story. Yeah. He knows, Gatry knows where I'm going with this. Uh, the people of Nevada still voted him in. <laughs> He won. Talk about influence. Talk about <laughs> influence, right? Uh, 
like Drake said, they will they won't <laughs> they won't miss him when he's gone because they think he's still here. So, dude, the state of Nevada voted or the Nevada voted this guy in. This is so over crazy. a real life person. <laughs> my can my 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 I feel sorry for the person. Like, what does that do for your self esteem? Oh you couldn't beat a dead guy, right? That guy won't be running for anything ever. <laughs> um, this is why there are people who challenge democracy, mm. right? Yeah, there's no such thing as a per. Anything that's perfect is going to have its pros and that's imperfect will have its pros and cons. Okay, right? It's going to have its positives and negatives. This is the negative of democracy, right? Right here, because. We say the people should decide. We need to give it to the people. But these past few years that I've been paying attention to people, Gatry, we're idiots. <laughs> we are idiots. Right. <laughs> and it makes you wonder, should we give people this type of power? Uh, good question. You know what I mean? Because we yeah. will elect a, we'll elect dead people. We will elect incompetent people. Right. We don't even know, we don't even have enough sense. And it is one of the things that I said last week, as before we closed out, how you need to research your candidates. Mm. If you research Dennis Hoff, you probably would have figured out that he passed recently. We don't care. We don't. <laughs> He's got to be better than the other guy. We got to keep <laughs> the other guy out, right? And, and, and again, politics can be tribal like that. Like, you can vote against your best interest because you've picked a side. Right. Right? And it, to me, it's just, it's a joke. It's just a, it makes a joke of democracy. It makes a joke of this process. And what I just want to encourage people to do is if you're going, if you're one of the people who choose to engage and vote in the political process by voting, I'm not even so much mad at the fact that you you may not vote for the candidate that I or other people feel you should vote for. But if you have researched and have articulate and can articulate your stance on a candidate or candidates, I'm fine with that. Right. But if you don't even know this guy's dead and you vote for him. It's almost as bad as people who don't vote. Right. And can't even articulate why they're not voting. Right? I think you're just as dangerous <laughs> as people who choose to disengage from the political process and don't know why they're doing it. <laughs> so my my player of the week goes out to the whole I'm just going to give it to the whole state. Forget the district. I'm giving it to the whole entire state. You guys own all of that. And that's all I got, man. Dude, I I found something. Go. So it's it's not a player of the week in particular, but it's got a similar energy. Okay. Did you hear about chickpeas? Mm-mm. Okay. This, this woman has no formal identity other than her Twitter handle, which is at chickpeas. Okay. And um, I I'm, thought it was like a... A food? Yeah. Well, it is. That. It is, but I was like, is it a business or something? Well, and then it's it's at Chickpeas, but on Twitter, she lists her name as Reformed Republican. Mm. So Reformed. Yeah. So this lady, oh, Lord. this lady, it's short, she hustled 
the Republican Party. Oh, I did hear about her. To the tune of 150 large. <laughs> was the party or was it supporters? It was supporters. But, I mean, they were all Republican supporters. So, no, she... <laughs> she 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 created this Twitter account and she's wearing MAGA hats and she's talking about and she's black mind you right um, no I talk, did see this she's talking about how you know she's all for Trump and how like black liberals need to get real and she generated a, a little bit of a following right mm, yeah fell on some hard times and shared those on her Twitter Twitter page and um ended up literally starting a GoFundMe page. And raising a little more than $150,000. To get herself back on her feet? To get herself back on her feet. But it was but all... she was already on her feet. Well, that, now that's that that's to be determined. But she did, she did like, she did tweet pictures of text messages from her landlord saying that she's going to be kicked out. So I, I guess there could have been some truth to it. But anyway, she got the sympathy of a lot of uh, Republican supporters, or Republicans, I should say. And uh, yeah, I was able to generate 150 grand. And you, you think I'm worried about finding another job? <laughs> oh boy, so, here goes uh, a MAGA hat tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon Prime, but nah, I'm joking. Um, but nah, dude, so they, they uh, of course, you know, I don't know how they caught on to her, but, um, you know, she took her GoFundMe page down, made off with all the cash, of course. And, uh, she was she was asked via Twitter because she still kept her Twitter page going, which I thought was pretty bold. Yeah. But she was asked like, "How does she feel about scamming these Republican people that raised money for her?" You know what she says? I didn't scam them because I don't believe Republicans are human. Goodness gracious! <laughs> now, oh. Uh, this this is definitely the land of opportunity walk. <laughs> Goodness. So like that's why I'm like it's not really a player of the week because I don't really know who played themselves, but everybody it, everybody did. So anyway, I I was uh I was scrolling through and I was like I know I can find something, so I now, found that put that out there. Let me say this. Yeah, it's funny. Yes, absolutely. It's it's funny. Um, it's um, uh, it's black justice. <laughs> But I, I feel I, if at any rate, if that was me, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. No, no, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. As you said earlier in this recording, we're we're not only adults, but like we have morals. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. And, I mean, this, this is like there's no there's no like there's there's no clue or hint as to her identity, like how old she is, how old she is, whatever her name is. But she looks to be fairly young. Um, but yeah, kind of to your point, like I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could sleep at night knowing that I've scammed people out of one hundred and fifty grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, still no. comical, but yeah, it's funny, but it's 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 yeah, but it's not cool. Gotcha. It's not cool. Uh, so we're actually going to be breaking what, yes. for the holiday. Yes. So, uh, where are we? Ooh, two weeks. Let, are, let, you, are you going to be out of well, town? Let's, let's let's get back to the listeners on that. Back to the listeners? Yeah. What do you mean? The next time we, they hear from us, it'll be past Thanksgiving or whatever. We're not going to record before then? Uh, we can talk offline about it. I think we can get another recording in. Okay. Sure. Okay. 
So forget what Walker just said. <laughs> As I'm sure many of you have been doing up to this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, but not. Nah, um, yeah, it, good point. The holidays are approaching, so um, our recording schedule may be off a little bit, but uh, we're going to put our heads together, see if we can get creative, just to, you know, give you some kind of content over the holiday weekends uh, or over the holidays uh, coming forward. So okay. is that is that good, Walker? It'll work. Cool. Um, that's all I got, man, if you want to just uh, put a bow on this thing. Guys, thanks for listening to our latest podcast. Uh, whether you agree with anything we said or agreed with absolutely nothing that we said we hope we said one thing that at least challenged you to think a little bit differently and maybe even make a difference in your own life it's a typical point podcast